This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, July 20th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. Most presidential candidates are pushing universal coverage in health care. Michael Cannon, director of Cato's Health Policy Studies, doesn't like what so-called universal coverage implies. Instead of working toward universal coverage, he says the goal of U.S. health care should be ever-increasing quality and ever-increasing availability. Two outcomes not always guaranteed by current universal coverage systems. So he started a group he's calling the Anti-Universal Coverage Club. I had been wanting to generate a discussion, you know, within the free market community about what should be the goal of healthcare reform. And I've been looking for an opportunity to challenge this assumption that that is very prevalent on the left and it has been gaining traction even within the free market community that we need to be doing is providing universal coverage, providing health insurance to everyone. So I was actually reading National Review and saw that they had in a recent issue, the editors of National Review ran an editorial where they came out against the idea of providing health insurance to everyone. They said that the only way to provide health insurance to everyone would be for the government to force everyone to purchase health insurance or to have the government provide health insurance to everyone, and neither of those options would be attractive. They said that what we should be doing is pulling the government back so that, you know, getting the government out of our healthcare sector, which would make health insurance a lot more affordable to a lot more people. And they acknowledged that, yeah, even when you do that, there will be some people who don't purchase health insurance. And what should we do about them? And their answer was, leave them alone. It's a free country. So after seeing that, I noticed that Andrew Sullivan, who's a journalist at uh, The Atlantic, said something that was you know favorable about that editorial, that he agreed with that perspective. So I went ahead and posted something on the Cato Institute's blog about how Andrew Sullivan had now joined the Anti-Universal Coverage Club. And having sort of fallen into that idea, I said, well, why don't I create an anti-universal coverage club? See, you know, come up with a few principles about what we should be pursuing with healthcare reform and why, you know, providing health insurance to everyone should not be among those principles or among those goals and see who out there agrees with it as a way of sort of generating conversation within the free market community about whether we want to pursue universal coverage or whether we want to pursue something else through healthcare reform. And it's a pretty provocative name, obviously, for the club, given what people have come to understand universal coverage to be. If I understand you correctly, it is not the idea of universal coverage that is problematic, the idea of everyone having appropriate levels of coverage. It's the implications of having the government be put in charge of that problem. You're right. And when most people say universal coverage, what they mean is providing everyone with health insurance. And the only way to do that is, is for the government to get very involved in the in the healthcare system. But if what you want to do is provide everyone with health care or make health care as accessible as possible to everyone, then health insurance for everyone might not be what you want. In fact, there are some good indications that that's not what you want. If the government's going to get involved, there are other ways that the government can try to provide health care to people who need it other than providing health insurance to those people. Health insurance is very costly because it's like giving people a blank check so that they can go and consume more and more health care, which drives up the cost of health care and can even make health care less accessible for others. So part of the point of the Anti-Universal Coverage Club is to say, if what we want to do is provide health care to those who can't obtain it on their own, if the government is going to play a role in doing that, 
its hands should not be tied to this policy of universal coverage, which might end up driving up healthcare costs and be a less cost-effective way of providing healthcare to people who need it. What indications do you have that universal coverage in terms of health insurance is, uh, might actually be, produce some negative outcomes? Well, if you look at other countries that have pursued a policy of universal coverage, we've got Canada to the north, we've got across the ocean, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, a lot of countries uh, that have put in place government programs to ensure universal coverage for all citizens, there are some pretty significant unintended consequences. In Canada and in Great Britain and in, to a lesser extent in other countries, even though these citizens have a paper guarantee of health insurance coverage, that doesn't mean that they get the health care that they need. Because the government uh, basically runs the uh, large part of their health care systems. They have a very hard time getting resources to people who need them. They have a hard time uh, eliminating waste from those systems. And so what you have in Canada and the United Kingdom is a situation where a lot of people have to wait uh, a long time to get the health care that they need. And as Canada's Supreme Court recognized, a lot of people die while waiting for health care in that government-run system. The Canada's Supreme Court also acknowledged that access to a waiting list is not the same thing as access to health care. In the guiding principles of the Anti-Universal Coverage Club, I offered what I think is a better goal for health policy, which is to focus on making health care of ever-increasing quality available to an ever-increasing number of people. And what that means is we're not going to achieve perfection, but what we should always be after is progress. Progress in terms of improving quality, progress in terms of improving accessibility to health care. And there are a lot of indications that nations like Canada and the United Kingdom are not doing that. And I think a better approach that we've seen work in other areas of the economy and even in areas, other area, or, or distinct areas of the healthcare sector is markets. Using free markets puts constant pressure on producers to improve quality and reduce costs, making all sorts of goods and services more accessible. It can work in healthcare too. And so I think that you know markets are probably, that's a better goal uh, than just providing universal coverage to everyone. And it points toward markets as the solution. Michael Cannon is the Cato Institute's Director of Health Policy Studies. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. If you like this and other work of the Cato Institute, please consider a donation. You can learn more about that option at cato.org.